Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, everyone. My name is Jong, and welcome to True Noise Podcast. In a few days' time, we'll be ushering in the year of the rabbit. And in Chinese culture, rabbit is a symbol of peace, prosperity, and good luck. It does seem like Europe is getting some good luck when it comes to their economy and financial markets. This week, we have seen European stocks continue to rally on the back of more economic data bids. Naturally, it begs the question, are these equity market gains sustainable? To discuss this question and more, I have with me today Rajat Bhattacharya, who runs our macro team. So Rajat, European equities have rallied strongly since late last year. What is driving the rally? Hi, John. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, indeed, uh, European stocks and the euro actually have both rallied strongly since the late uh, September of last year, with the uh, benchmark MSCI Euro Area Index up almost 34% in dollar terms, outperforming both uh, global and U.S. stocks. European economic data has surprised positively over the past couple of months, and there are signs the region likely escaped an economic contraction in Q4 2022. So the turnaround can be attributed to a few factors. So let's go one by one. The first one we think is Europe has experienced its mildest winter on record. So the gas reserves, which were filled to the brim ahead of the winter, are likely to remain at multi-year highs for the rest of the year, protecting the economy from further supply shocks. Gas prices have plummeted more than 80% from the Q3 highs. Cheaper gas prices and fading of the energy supply outlook has lifted economic activity and confidence, which has filtered through into resilient earnings. So we expect European Q4 earnings to significantly outperform U.S. earnings. And then there's the lower energy and food costs, which have also dragged headline inflation lower, raising hopes of an early ECB rate pause. And finally, China's surprisingly quick lifting of mobility restrictions have raised uh, expectations of a sharper economic rebound in 2023, improving the outlook for European exporters. Interesting. What about the Q4 earnings? How does that stack up against the strong outperformance of European equities in recent times? And most importantly, do you expect the rally to sustain? Yeah, because of the unexpected support from the warm winter, Europe is expected to outperform US earnings in Q4, as I said earlier. Companies in the stock 600 index are expected to deliver almost 11% EPS growth in Q4 2022, according to Refinitiv estimates. This compares with an expected 2.2% EPS contraction for the US. Moreover, excluding the strongest performing energy sector, European companies are still expected to deliver 4.5% EPS growth. Analysts' buy recommendations have remained high for European equities, but are now starting to drop for US stocks. However, we are cautious about chasing the rally in European equities and continue to remain neutral on them. We see four major hurdles for euro area equities in the coming weeks. The first, 
being stretch technical indicators, including our proprietary market diversity indicator, which is showing being bullish at European equities is increasingly a one-sided trade. This has historically served as a warning sign of a likely reversal in the coming weeks. An increasingly hawkish ECB, as tail risks fade and core inflation continues to rise, is likely to further tighten financial conditions in the coming months. Thirdly, unlike last year, euro area relative valuations versus bonds are no longer attractive on risk-adjusted terms after the rally in European stocks in September. The yield gap, and by that I mean the earnings yield premium over the benchmark 10-year euro area government bond yield, is now back to its 20-year mean. And finally, China's economic reopening is likely to be more domestic demand-driven rather than being led by infrastructure, as seen in the past. While this is likely to be positive for Europe's luxury goods exporters and its tourism industry, it is unlikely to significantly benefit the region's industrial exporters. Okay, enough about Europe. Let's change track a little. The other big event this week is the BOJ standing pat on its easy monetary policy. What does that mean for the yen? Yes, Jong, uh, actually well, we ex- expected the BOJ to maintain its policy for now. The dollar-yen pair soared after the announcement of uh, BOJ's standing pat, but quickly paired gains as investors still look for policy tightening in the future. The one-month technical picture for the pair, the dollar-yen pair that is, remains bearish and we see support for the pair at 127.10 and followed by 126.70. However, over the next one to three months, we expect the dollar-yen to consolidate and rise owing to three key reasons. First, the BOJ will likely stay accommodative in the forthcoming meetings. Based on its latest outlook, the central bank has revised Japan's economic growth estimate lower, recognizing risks from from the weakening global growth. And it has kept its core inflation forecast for FY23 and FY24 below its long-term target of 2%. However, wage growth is something to keep an eye on with regards to future policy moves, as the BOJ is worried that the wages might accelerate. Secondly, Since Governor Kuroda's term ends on 8th April, the key focus for the next policy meeting on 10th February will likely be on the announcement of the next governor. We expect the BOJ to maintain its policy continuity at least until Governor Kuroda retires. Lastly, we believe the Fed is likely to retain its tightening stance in the coming months, supporting a rebound in US government bond deals. The resulting rise in interest rate differentials between the US and Japan is likely to boost the dollar-yen higher. Well, another market that's at the center of its government policy is the China property sector. We've seen a string of policy measures targeted at the sector. What are the implications from that? Yes, uh, Chinese authorities have really focused on reviving the property sector in recent months, as you mentioned. The government has reiterated on multiple locations that the property sector remains a pillar uh, of the Chinese economy. The latest policy measures mean property developers will have additional liquidity to continue their unfinished projects and keep their operations running. Furthermore, 
developers are starting to regain access to the primary equity issuance market. The rebound in real estate equities and dollar bonds in China and in the sector reflect the improving investment sentiment towards the sector. Having said that, we expect the recovery road ahead to be lengthy and bumpy as significant risks remain. First, risk is the physical property market conditions remain challenging with demand weak and property prices falling. The second risk is policy easing is biased towards state-owned and selective private-owned developers. Third, the core policy direction wherein properties are for living instead of speculation, this is what the authorities have told us uh, time and again, would likely cap massive property price gains from here on. Fourthly, any bond restructuring process that is unfriendly to bondholders is likely to dampen investment sentiment and weigh on the proper bond price recovery. Within bonds, as a result, we stay cautious on China's property sector and retain our preference for high-quality investment-grade issuers. Asia dollar bonds as an asset class is our preferred asset class, as you know, and we want to gain exposure there. Given almost 85% of the bonds in this asset class are investment grade with negligible exposure to China real estate developers. Within China equities, we are neutral on the real estate sector. Thanks, Rajat, for your valuable insights. This is all the time that we have today. To the listeners, thank you very much for joining us today. Before we close off the podcast, for those who celebrate the Lunar New Year, wishing you a joyous and prosperous. Year of the Rabbit. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.